0: here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and I am joined this week by my pal and co-host from the Virtual Theater Podcast, Gooey Fame. Goo, what's going on, man? Happy belated birthday.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, Happy uh, Canada Day to you.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. It's uh, it's a beautiful Canada Day up here Uh, in Canada.
1: uh, Masi's is uh, off mic, but he shook his head no at that, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how you doing?
0: Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I am excited to get going on this week's show. Uh, I was just thinking about an old meme that I saw where somebody dressed as Canada goes to uh, somebody dressed as America and they're just it's it's July first and they're like, Hey, guess what day it is? And the American dude says, Four days until my birthday <laughs> And that's what I'm thinking of right now for Mossies.
1: Yeah, that's that's the that's probably what's coming across in that gesture.
0: <sighs> what a guy. Uh, so thank you for uh, for joining me on the show this week. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a good time. I think we're going to be delving into some theories about uh, the man that uh, definitely looks a lot like Ganondorf in the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Uh, we're going to get into some of the favorite uh, discussions or ideas that we've heard about that and then weigh in on where we kind of fall on the spectrum of do we want this to happen? Do we think it could happen? And just weigh in and give you our two cents. Um, but before we do that, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Gui and myself, of course, are no strangers to doing podcasts together. Um, if you if you like this show, if you like our camaraderie, and uh, if you, if you've ever listened to a Champions Cast episode with Gui and myself on before, uh, definitely check out a podcast called Virtual Theater over on all the major podcast apps, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, Everything like that. It's a podcast all about really bad video game movies, and uh, it's 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 definitely an experience to go and relive some of these older, newer movies that uh, that really just set the tone for the video game movie curse. Uh, we just finished covering Final Fantasy VII: Advent Children, which which was a little bit divisive.
1: It was a trip, I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it was a it was a crazy it was a crazy movie, uh, crazy good or crazy bad it's kind of up for debate. But our podcast was absolutely crazy good, so um, definitely <laughs> go over and check that out because uh, I think we put out some good stuff over there.
1: Yeah, and you know, hopefully one day we'll get a, uh, a something similar to that, but for Zelda.
0: Yes, that would be that's the dream. <laughs> to have a really. I don't know if I'd rather a really bad Zelda movie so that we can like ne- it'll live on in, in in infamy, or if I'd rather like a good Zelda movie. Oh.
1: You know the answer to I that.
0: Just, <laughs> I just know that I don't want a boring Zelda movie like Assassin's Creed. Yes, absolutely. That's a bad one. You're right. Um so yeah, so there's Street Fighter, there's Doom, there's Resident Evil, Assassin's Creed, there is a ton of good stuff over there. And we've got uh we've got an Uve Bowl pole going on right now so if you head over to twitter at virtual theater x you can uh you can listen and check that out and weigh in on what movie you want to see us do next um but enough about that let's get over to uh another piece of business before we start the show um of course the zelda dungeon marathon is close it is so close uh that i can taste it now i'm going to be leaving for chicago next week to be reunited with you in person which i'm very excited for
1: yes I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, to be playing some Zelda games and raising some money for charity. And uh, I had such a blast last last year that I can't wait to go back.
1: Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I just right before we were recording, I finished uh practicing one of my games for it. So doing some cramming in there to make sure everything is gonna go smoothly.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm uh I'm running Twilight Princess just yeah. to get a refresher <laughs> and. Uh, it's not going smoothly, spoiler. Uh, I am, I will for sure be the worst player playing Twilight Princess. I can say that emphatically. It's just not my game. It's not my game. How, and
1: uh, how's your goat herding going?
0: You know what? My goat herding was actually pretty good. Okay. And the first time that I needed to catch a fish, it went pretty smoothly, but the second time I needed to catch a fish to uh to get the scent of the reek fish, didn't go so smooth. I just I couldn't do it. It took me like 10 minutes to catch that stupid fish oh my god and uh yeah uh, I, I don't even know i don't know what to say i don't know how i don't know why i just i can't catch fish in that game
1: there's some uh i don't know some really tough things coming into play in these in the twilight <laughs> princess run fish catching
0: <laughs> and uh i am about to do city in the sky right now so that's Probably the longest dungeon in the entire series, so I'm just That's really a, looking forward to that.
1: It's a marathon on its own.
0: It's a marathon within the marathon of playing Twilight Princess, within the marathon <laughs> of Zelda Dungeons Marathon. So, yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, come watch me suffer. Come watch my misery. is going to be playing Twilight Princess with me. Uh, the whole shindig oh, yeah. goes down July 13th to the 19th. We're going to be raising money for Extra Life Charity... And all the money raised goes towards the Children's uh, Hospital of Illinois. You can donate on things such as like file names, incentives during our Breath of the Wild run, incentives during some other runs. Uh, we're selling t-shirts over at uh, teespring.com forward slash store forward slash Zelda Dungeon. So you can go and get some sweet swag. And then anything that you buy, all that money will go towards extra life as well. So it's a really great cause. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I am super duper excited for it. What games are you playing do this year?
1: Uh, Link Between Worlds, Link's Awakening, Twilight Princess, as you said, Ocarina of Time. Um, those are the main ones. Oh, uh, Legend of Zelda. So, th- those are the main ones I'm doing. Hopefully, jump in on some of the, you know, all the side games we have and stuff. Obviously, Four Swords Adventures.
0: <laughs> yes, Four Swords Adventures was was a hoot last year. I had uh, I had a good time betraying all my teammates. <laughs>
1: And then, yeah, <laughs> hopefully getting in on uh, you know, all the other shenanigans that are going down.
0: Um. So. So one game that you and I are both probably going to be playing is Cadence of High Rule, and uh, of course, um, I was going to say we. I did a uh, an episode all on that last week. Uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for the uh, the kind words that came back from the solo podcast that I did. I was I was a little bit iffy about doing that. It was definitely kind of weird, um, you know. Props to everybody that does solo podcasts frequently, because uh, it was—it's not as easy as you might think. So, um, appreciate some of the kind words that came back, and uh, I got—I got some pretty decent feedback about the—the uh, the episode in general and whatever. So, I hope that—I uh, hope that some minds were changed, and uh, I convinced some people to uh, check out Cadence of High Rule because it's really—it's really really fun. Yeah, um, Goo, I know that you've been playing it. What do you? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I've only beaten it the one time and then I've messed like, played a couple hours of it on the, you know, I played through as Link and then I was playing a little bit as Zelda, but, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hopping in there too. Um, I, I agreed with a lot of what your review said. Um, trying to, I mean, it, it starts off pretty pretty difficult pretty rough but then by the end of the game it's it's kind of it, it's it's pretty simple and it was kind of uh it became kind of uh, a breeze to go through but uh in a in a pretty it was pretty chill though pretty uh relaxing game to play eventually you just get in the groove and it's you know it's a just a fun game to kind of breeze through
0: yeah it's um it's almost got that like Breath of the Wild vibe to it, where it starts off really, really tough, and you're dying all the time, and then kind of as you get the hang of of the rhythm and the flow of the game, you you adapt, and then as you collect more items, by the end, it's like, the, I feel like the difficulty stays the same level, so it's, it's hard at the beginning, but as you get better and as you get more stuff, then you can surpass the line where the difficulty is, and by the end of the game, you are, I mean, you're rocking and rolling, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys haven't checked that out, uh, you know, take a listen to some thoughts about Cadence of Hyrule. It's definitely worth your while. I think it might be the best Zelda spinoff like ever.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know if there's like a lot. There's only there's not many, so it's hard to, you know, hard to rank them. I think they're all pretty good though.
0: Uh, yeah, I I was kind of going back and forth between Tingle's Rosy Rupealand <laughs> right. and Cadence of Rule. and uh, I I really like both of them. But I, I, maybe I'm just on the cadence train still. I'm still high on the, uh, the rush. But yeah, I, I really loved it. I've, I've played it a couple times now. And every time it's just like a total blast. And the awesome music definitely helps.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the soundtrack is just next level. It's so good. Just the theme for Kakariko Village, which is only like, I was looking at it on YouTube. It's only like, it's less than a minute long loop but it's it's amazing. Like I just stopped playing for a second when I was there and was just listening to that one. It's like so chill. The drums are so good on that one. Like the production of some of the instruments is pretty impressive for a game like that.
0: Uh yeah, it it, it seems like it seems so obvious to say kind of like well duh. But uh, for a rhythm game, like the music, really is the best part of this game. They really nailed it and knocked it out of the park. So um, check out last week's episode. It has all that music in between, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. That that was cool too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, man, I need, I need a, I need a little music break here. Like, I my voice was getting raspy, so I, I was chugging some water, and I was like, you know, <laughs> what, some Cat Creek Village would be good in here. You
1: know, you pu- you pulled that off. I gotta say, I don't think I could do that myself. So nice job
0: thank you. Um, all right, before one last thing, before, uh, we dive into some theories here, um, there wasn't really a whole lot of really newsworthy Zelda news or Nintendo news this week, but one little piece that I saw that brought a smile to my face is there is a book being made, and right now it's only being made in Japan, but it's all about the life and times of Satoru Iwata, uh, of course, the, the late, great, um, Nintendo president. So, um, I'm gonna keep my eye on that hopefully that there is a uh, a English translation that comes out because I would uh, absolutely love to read that book uh he, he seemed like uh, an incredible an incredible guy so I'm I'm pretty excited for that so I'm gonna keep my eyes on that and uh for any and all updates on that we have a post on the site that uh, you guys should go and check out with uh but yeah with that being said do you want to talk some Ganondorf?
1: Yeah I'm uh I'm excited to dive into some of these things uh not a not a lore person but i'll give it my best shot
0: <laughs> and and you know what anybody listening to this show knows that like i'm i'm in the same boat like i like i like zelda as it pertains to the real world but at the same time like i really do love the characterization the uh the motivations all that different stuff about these different characters so oh sure we're gonna approach it we're gonna try our best we're gonna approach it from like a uh a character story perspective, I think, rather than maybe like a full in-depth lore perspective, if that makes sense. But, um, anyways, let's uh, let's hit it here. I asked uh, I asked all of the the followers on Twitter for their favorite Ganondorf theories, and we are going to just dive into a few of those. And I guess one thing that we should just establish right away: we don't know that the guy. In that trailer is Ganondorf. Of course, it's just a skeleton with red hair, but for the for the sake of this show, we're just going to be referring to him as Ganondorf,
1: right? Yeah, we did that on uh, the compendium. We did that too when we talked about the trailer. We're like, yeah, that's that's Ganondorf. Though, I mean, I'm also I'm willing to be pleasantly like it wouldn't be a disappointment if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, like that's Ganondorf. Whatever.
0: And and you know what? Like, it it definitely looks like him. And I think that we're safe to say that. But the second that we definitively say that that's Ganondorf, it's going to be like Groose's father or something like that (laughs) instead. So we're we're not going to guarantee that that's Ganondorf, but we're going to call him Ganondorf on this show. So I guess, you know, we were talking about Twilight Princess earlier. That's the last time that we've seen Ganondorf proper. Are you, like, are you excited to see Ganondorf back? Do you... Do you want him back, or do you think that that kind of, I guess maybe cheapens the end of Twilight Princess?
1: Um, no, I don't think I don't think it cheapens it. Um, that it's not like like I kind of hinted at just a second ago. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that that'd be cool to see uh, that character again, though. If it wasn't, it's like that's okay too. Like it it just depends on what the game, what the story is, you know, like. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can do much to cheapen a lot of the other games if that may, like at you know um a link to the past ends and it says the master sword sleeps forever and then they made a link between worlds and you know you get the master sword and do all the stuff with it and it's like okay the whatever the lore kind of kind of not there but the game is fun. So that's where I'm at with it where it's like if it's Ganondorf cool hope it has like a a neat story in the game if it's not also cool <laughs> how about you
0: yeah I, I don't know I was kind of a proponent of potentially retiring the Ganondorf character and like people when I suggested this on the champions cast like a year maybe more than a year ago uh, people people did not like that at all they were not on board with that but like to me I feel like a like I feel like the best characters have a story arc with a defined start and an end. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you look at some of like the great villains of all time in video games. Like I, I would say, like Liquid Snake from Metal Gear Solid, or um, you know Sephiroth from Final Fantasy Seven. He's a pretty cool villain, and they and they all have like a, a defined beginning and end to their character arc. So I, I like bringing, like I, I love seeing Ganondorf. He he's Mm -hmm. such an imposing villain with so much heritage but at the same time it's like i do sometimes i do worry that like you know you don't want to you don't want to overexpose him and just beat him in every single game because then then his appearances become meaningless and then beating him doesn't have the same weight to it i mean that being said has been you know it has been since twilight princess almost 15 years um since twilight princess or maybe 13 years
1: yeah I mean we've had Ganon in games, but it's a little I guess it's a little different.
0: Yeah, I I know that you've had Ganon. I feel like I feel like they are different entities. Like when I fight Ganon at the end of a game, I I don't think Ganondorf to me, like Ganondorf is much more imposing whereas Ganon I I I almost associate Ganon the same way I do as Bowser. It is just like that kind of token boss at the end of the game. Uh-huh. Um so I I don't know so I I'm tentatively I'm I'm excited to see Ganondorf come back I just like it has to be done right and and I have no reason to think that they wouldn't do it right yeah but uh well I'm just that makes me a little bit nervous
1: when you when you talk about those other villains in video games who have like those more defined stories like that sort of makes me think like that they, like they do have defined stories whereas Ganondorf and and Ganon as a whole entity even it's like the lore of it, like I was saying, is kind of up in the air, you know, like there's connections to other games like Ocarina of the Twilight and Wind Waker, which I guess are the major Ganondorf games. But I still feel like I don't associate him as like one of those villains with that type of story as the other characters you mentioned. And I do think of him more like Bowser, (laughs) if that makes sense, where he's just like, yeah, he's like a classic Zelda enemy who you use in a game once in a while but it's nice to go away from him if that makes sense like I don't I don't think he has like this consistent narrative that has gone through a bunch of games you know
0: yeah I I feel that um I guess like the the ending you know we were we were kind of making fun we kind of make fun of Twilight Princess on this show sometimes but like I think that Ganondorf in that game is handled exceptionally well so the ending of that I always thought it was just like was really really good and it was like, it was a really great send off for that iteration of that character, um, so yeah mm. I, I am excited to see him back. I think like, I, I I wrote an article about it forever ago and it it basically said like you can get away with having Bowser and King K. Rule and all these guys come back again and again because like they're slightly more they're slightly more comical characters whereas Gandorf is like a serious you know badass villain. So I I worry about him getting beat too often to borrow a wrestling term, but uh, (laughs) I I am excited to see him back. But I guess like what we should, what we should segue into here is um, I think the most interesting and the most prominent theory that I've seen about Ganondorf. And I, and I think it has a lot of weight actually when you really dig into it is that, is this going to be a villain at all? Um, The most popular theory that I've seen is that this Ganondorf is actually the hero from 10,000 years ago, um, and, and I think that that makes a lot of sense for a couple reasons. A, because you, you know, if if it was just Ganondorf, the villain, it doesn't really make sense why Link and Zelda would be down there. I mean, obviously, you don't have any context to that short little trailer. You have a minute and 30 seconds, but, like, yeah, you would think that they might leave well enough alone, and then, if you remember in the opening scrawl of Breath of the Wild, or not the opening scrawl, but when Impa is explaining the history of Calamity Ganon, and they show kind of the artwork of of the Calamity Ganon, and then they have the hero fighting him. The hero has flowing long red hair. It doesn't really right. look like Link. It looks more like this guy. So the, the theory is that this Ganondorf is the hero From 10,000 years ago which I think is actually like really really exciting
1: yeah that could be cool I mean I always interpreted that that artwork as like you know just it to make it fit in with the art style of that like image that was showing so I never like read too much into it Um, but I mean Mm -hmm. that that could also be cool like I'm always down for like a you know a twist on it like having Ganondorf be maybe not not the protagonist but you know like maybe not this villain could be an interesting take and you know you do mention the beginning of the game or like that not the beginning of the game but you mentioned that trailer like for all we know like that that's like you know an opening cut scene and then like the rest of the game doesn't even have much to do with that you know what I mean like but uh I you know it's it's an interesting theory for sure
0: yeah, I, I do think that it's uh, an exciting theory because it, it's it's kind of like a bold, like Breath of the Wild was such a bold new direction for Zelda in terms of like gameplay, and ter- like just basically in terms of everything. But I think that the one thing that it was lacking in a little bit was story and narrative. So to have the sequel to Breath of the Wild just take such an exciting new direction, such as like this guy that you've been fighting for the last 20 years, he's not your enemy. In fact, he was the chosen hero. And just kind of flip that on its head. I, I think that that is like, it's really kind of indicative of like, this game is gonna, it's taking it even to another level and saying like, okay, well now like we're really gonna, you know, we're gonna have to like, to find complicated characters in this game with, with different motivations and, and all that different stuff. And, and that I think as exciting as it would be to see, endorphin a new light i think that the underlying like uh context of that or the underlying meaning behind them doing that excites me even more because it's them saying like yeah we're gonna we're gonna take everything that you know about zelda and flip it on its head again from a story perspective
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would be i would be cautious about it because people did read those kind of things out of the breath of the wild trailer like the champions Ballad trailer and then it didn't like you know they thought here's all these lores and all 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 this lore and all these stories, and then it didn't deliver, and you know like that could also come out of this too, where it's like, okay, yeah, is the scandorf? who knows, but then most of the game is like similar to Breath of the wild where you're you know exploring around doing stuff that has nothing yeah. to do with that. So I'd be cautious if I was looking for that, but at the same time, there there is you know people have made the like majora's mask. Comparison: How you know they're reusing a lot of the, you know, the assets and the art design and the mechanics. So maybe you know, maybe with this go around, they're like, maybe this time they do want to like tell a more story focused game. That could be that could be cool too.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up actually, um, because I remember just being absolutely ecstatic to see, um, the to to find out the mystery behind what was Calamity Ganon, in. Breath of the Wild. And like, you don't really have a, a mystery or a big reveal as to what Calamity Ganon was. Mm-hmm. So I remember kind of having my hopes, uh, set a little bit higher than maybe I should have. And Breath of the Wild story, I think was really underwhelming in that regard. Um, I think that, I think that for a lot of people, and I'm going to lump myself into this included this, this sequel is kind of an opportunity to rectify some of that disappointment in Breath of the Wild's story. Um, somebody tweeted at me. I'm just going to read it out. Um, quote, I think Ganondorf was the chosen hero 10,000 years ago before Breath of the Wild. He fought the Calamity and was eventually corrupted by it. And over the course of 10,000 years, Calamity Ganon gathered his insider information to execute his plan to overthrow Hyrule 100 years before Breath of the Wild. I love that idea because I, I was... I don't know if you remember me constantly pitching about this, but I was always just like, how could Calamity Ganon just snap his fingers and take over all of the <laughs> Divine Beasts, all of the Guardians, and if he could do that, why didn't he do it 10,000 years ago? I right. I just, like, I bashed my head against the wall from this point, and it's, like, it's such a minute point that probably nobody cares about, but I, I was just, like, it just made such simple sense to me that if he could do this, why wouldn't he do it before he was defeated originally? So, like... It, it, it's almost like retconning and rectifying the story with the second game because like if if there is an explanation for how Calamity Ganon was able to do that I think that that would be I think that would make me appreciate the story of Breath of the Wild even more
1: Hmm. um yeah like I, I obviously come at a different perspective like the story of the game is good to me so I'm not looking for that um but I, yeah i could see how that could be something to add on for someone else you know when they said when they said we're making this game because we had too many dlc ideas what that i mean what that says to me is they had more gameplay ideas they wanted to incorporate and couldn't so like i'm assuming most of the game is going to be built around you know these mechanics they thought of cuz like for example with some of the dlc that already came out they thought of, you know, new mechanics they wanted to do, and that brought some new bits of lore, but it was to, like, serve the, you know, the gameplay. So, like, what is, you know, here's some lore about the, like, one-hit obliterator, but, like, the true reason it's there is just to make that level, you know, to make that section for you. So, I don't know. I'm wondering if that's what what they're going to do, if it's, like, you know, here's some new mechanics, you know, kind of a loose story like Breath of the Wild. Or if they're like, well, we figured out all the mechanics and let's dive deep on the story. Or both. Who knows?
0: <laughs> who knows? It's it's funny, though, like there's so much speculation over this minute and 30 second trailer.
1: I know. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> which, is,
0: which is like the glorious thing about Legend of Zelda. Uh, let me throw a hypothetical question okay. at you. So the, um, the, the tweet that I just read kind of said like he fought the calamity and was eventually corrupted by it. If you had a choice and we're just, we're dreaming big here. Okay. If you had a choice and let's just pretend that Ganondorf was the hero and let's pretend that he was corrupted. Would you rather, would you rather the story swing the way of like, okay, this guy is corrupted and needs to be defeated? Or would you rather it swing the way of like, he's corrupted and needs to be saved? Oh, um,
1: I, you know, I could see a thing where you do maybe a redemption arc, like, especially since they introduced the whole, the whole curse of Demise, you know, so maybe there's some story there with, you know, maybe he was, uh, led because of that, because of like Demise's curse and, you know, these are actually mm-hmm. more separate entities than you, than you would thought previously. Like that, I, I would definitely be more interested in like a take like that how about you
0: um yeah i i'm glad that you brought up demise i was gonna bring him up later but we'll just talk about him now um so the the shadow that you see in that trailer definitely looks like it could belong to demise demise of course being the final boss of uh the legend of zelda skyward sword and the originator of kind of the the evil curse that uh follows the triforce um so it looks like it could be him, and I think that it would be. If I'm if I'm just like dreaming big and everything that you know I I'm hoping comes true comes true, I think you would have Ganondorf the hero this this really stand up guy like he is truly the hero everybody looks up to and is corrupted by by uh, malice which we'll get into in a little bit and. Um, you know Lincoln and Zelda they can't really save him and Demise kind of gets his claws into Ganondorf and this is the beginning of Demise's iteration as Ganon in that curse because you see you see Ganon show up you know in all these different Zelda games and you don't really have a defined origin for him um, whereas you do have more of a defined origin for Demise and the curse that uh, befalls a hero and all of his lineage but like I think that it would be kind of cool because like Breath of the Wild is, is kind of its own thing in terms of timeline and everybody knows listening to this show timeline, isn't really my thing, but I I think that it it can be cool in the right context. So Mm -hmm. I, I would like to see, I would like to see maybe like demise corrupts, you know, this, this great hero named Ganondorf or, or whatever his name may be. And that is what eventually leads to Ganon, which goes on to plague you know, Link and Zelda for the rest of this series. So maybe have this game somewhere, somewhere at the beginning of of everything in the Zelda series, and just make him, make him like a tragic character. That you, you, when you look at Ganondorf now, you you see this what was a great hero, and now he is just a corrupted man with evil in his heart, something like that. So I think that that kind of characterization could be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, because Ganondorf, he's never been like, um. Super multi-dimensional character, really, which is fine. Like he, it's always like he's just like a cool, scary villain, and uh, people do hint to like the Wind Waker that monologue he gives, but I, I always felt like that was a little unsubstantial. I mean, it's cool, but a little unsubstantial. And then with, when demise, the lore around that came around, I felt like it made it even less substantial because instead of like he was motivated by other things to turn evil it was well he he's just like part of this curse but I think you know I don't know if they're I don't think they'll go there but you could go somewhere where yeah Ganondorf was a guy who just wanted uh you know good for his people and he was kind of led astray maybe by this curse by demise something like that like I said I I don't know if I feel like we might just get demise about as much as we got, like, a reference to Phi in Breath of the Wild, where it's just, like, a nod, you know? And, and you know, maybe that's all we need.
0: Um, so one thing that I got a lot from people tweeting at me was uh, a lot of different comments about Malice. And uh, I, I had to stop and, like, refresh my brain for a second about ma- what Malice was, because I, I just forgot that it had a name. Mm-hmm. So basically, Malice is the enemy substance. In the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and uh, it's that purpley um, black blight substance found uh, in and around some Sheikah towers, the dungeons, the divine beasts, and most prominently in and around Hyrule Castle. And a lot of theories is that um, either this malice corrupts Ganondorf in in that dungeon or that temple or wherever we find him in that trailer, or another theory is that he is actually the origin of this malice. So, um, one theory that I got was, quote, um, when the master sword pierces Ganondorf's heart, uh, it, it oozes out different malice and that is Mm. what corrupts everything and turns the divine beasts into, into the puppets of Calamity Ganon and so on and so forth. So I, I don't know. I I think that that it's kind of a neat theory. I was a little bit surprised to see so many tweets centered around malice because I, I don't remember it being like a huge central plot point for breath of the wild but i could be remembering correctly do you remember like a lot of time spent on that
1: no not really i always thought of it as just like an extension of him you know kind of like how the the blights are sort of too you know like Mm -hmm. he's like calamity ganon isn't this character it's like a force of nature you know what i mean and uh so like the spread of the malice is like you know i felt like it was just like yeah that's like an extension of his, that entity, you know, corrupting the land. But, you know, if we go back to like, you know, maybe it has, does have something to do with like demise and the curse or something like that, you know, maybe it's something that corrupted him, like you were saying.
0: Um, so one thing that, uh, somebody tweeted at me, which I thought was kind of cool. And maybe, you know, this is maybe the part of the trailer that doesn't get talked about, um, enough, but it wasn't really explained at all is, uh, he, he basically posits that if the blue, if the color blue represents Sheikah and wisdom and technology and everything like that, and the color red represents malice and power, he's he's basically wondering if this green stuff that you see swirling around Ganondorf represents something like courage, and perhaps that's a purifying uh, kind of a ritual or, or something is going on to to kind of bring him back, which I thought was kind of cool. I hadn't really seen that before.
1: Yeah, well, I think it t- and yeah, that's interesting too because it would tie into like it links ha- his hand. Something was going on with his hand. I don't know. Y- you remember that where his like hand turns green or something like that for yeah, like a second?
0: Yeah, something something weird was going on with it. Um, it it would be interesting to see because you've never really seen Link possess. I mean, really, you've just seen Link be courageous in and of itself. Uh, you don't really see him with any external powers in the way, like that, like he doesn't have something like a Malice, or he doesn't have kind of the magic that Zelda does. So it would be, yeah, it would be weird to see that part of the Triforce kind of personified like that, because it's it's not really something that we've seen before in Zelda.
1: I get, you know, I guess you occasionally get, well, you get like the champions' abilities and stuff like that, but yeah, that's a little bit. It's a little bit different.
0: Um, so one, one theory that somebody tweeted at me said, um, what if Calamity Ganon was just the most powerful blight protecting the real Ganondorf the whole time? Which which is like kind of cool, but then I feel like there's some definite holes in that. Um, so that would infer that Breath of the Wild 2 takes place after Breath of the Wild 1, which makes sense. Um, but I, I think that if that was the case, then first of all, how did Ganondorf die? because you you never see him during Breath of the Wild, and then, uh, in, in not only how did Ganondorf die, but, like, did Zelda, did Zelda do that herself, or did she somehow defeat Ganondorf? Um, it, like, I, I still, like, it, it's still unclear to me. One of the things that I was a little bit disappointed in with Breath of the Wild was, like, when Zelda goes to Ganon's castle and kind of seals herself away with Calamity Ganon, it doesn't, like, I, I don't know, it doesn't register with me as much, because I know that she's doing it to prevent the spread of Calamity Ganon, but at the same time, she, she doesn't really succeed. Like, it's Hyrule is still ravaged, you still have all this malice everywhere, you still have a lot of stuff going wrong, so... Uh, I, I don't know. it's uh, th- That theory sounds kind of cool to me, but it sounds like that's retconning Breath of the Wild a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I always, I always thought that uh, she was just kind of like holding him back like as much as she could but obviously you need link to to help there too you know he's the he's the chosen one or whatever so um but yeah i don't know i don't know about that one i always i always kind of just viewed calamity ganon as sort of this it's like ganon has come back so much that it's like he's just like at this point not even an a, a character but like I said a force of nature and when I see that thing beneath the castle that looks like Ganondorf I'm like okay you know maybe maybe these two things are are connected but uh I don't think they would be in that way
0: one one kind of neat theory that somebody um somebody tweeted at me and said what if Ganondorf somehow turns into Calamity Ganon and uh, he then said, like, that would obviously mean that this game takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild, which, like, kind of, it, it seems a little bit silly initially, because then you you wouldn't really have, a like, a great ending to this game, because as we know, the events before Breath of the Wild don't end well. But it, it is a little bit interesting to think of, because it would, again, give Calamity Ganon at least some context behind its appearance, and you would, you would be able to reuse a lot of these characters that you spent a lot of time developing, like Mipha or Bosa, um, all of the champions, and you'd get to reuse them again if this game did take place 100 years before Breath of the Wild. And that would actually serve as kind of like a, a, a fixer to my second biggest gripe about the story in Breath of the Wild. And that was, I was a little bit disappointed that you never, it, it felt like you didn't get to give the champions a proper send-off. You, you never really saw them fall in battle, you just kind of heard that they did. And, uh, I, I, think that there was a lot of story there that still, that, that was left untold with, uh, with the champions. So I, I think that, I, I don't know that this would be feasible because the game, I mean, it couldn't end well, but I think that that would be an interesting theory. It would kind of contextualize Clamity Ganon and, and hopefully the champions a little bit. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. It uh, It feels to me like it's, you know, we're moving forward from that game. Um, I don't know, unless you want to have like time travel or something, but, uh, I'm sure there will still be, if it is like about the same Lincoln Zelda, you know, maybe we'll get some more flashbacks and stuff like that, but I don't know that one, that one seems more unplausible to me than the other ones.
0: Yeah, I would, I really would like some closure to that, but I just, I don't see how it can happen. Um, I, I still kind of subscribe to the theory that most of this game is going to be taking place in like an alternate Hyrule, like a dark world or something like yeah. that. So that makes more sense to me where you could maybe see like the dark versions of these characters, like Mitha or Urbosa or Rivali or, 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 okay. or whatever. I just like, I, I, yeah, as much as I think that that would be great to see, to see some reason given to Calamity Ganon, I, I don't think that that theory really is going to hold up.
1: I'm with you where I think it'll probably be some alternative setting, but uh if it is in that same kind of world, at this point I am more interested to see like uh what like what Sidon is up to now. You know, like what the continuing stories would be of the characters we know.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I'm kinda of with you. It's just that I feel like the problem is, is that the champions of the past were established so strongly that the champions of the present, Sidon being the exception, just are completely overshadowed. Like, we were, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we were struggling to remember the other champions' names, like the modern champions. There was Riju... Anobo, uh, T Teba, Teba. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I just feel like those guys pale in comparison, um, unfortunately. Um, so this is kind of a, this is a multi-part theory, and it, and it kind of goes back to the Ganondorf as a hero one, and I'll read it out for you. Um, so, quote, Gonna have to go with that Ganondorf was originally the true chosen hero 10,000 years ago. The, the one man born in a tribe full of women was the chosen one. Ganondorf sacrificed his body to contain a calamity underneath the castle locked away forever, it eventually escaped, but that's not its true form because Ganondorf never officially died. Ganondorf could not be reincarnated as a hero, thus making a new lineage of heroes appear, aka Link. So that's actually a pretty cool theory: is that originally, like the the hero that was supposed to be chosen time and time again wasn't Link, but it was actually Ganondorf. That's kind of a neat little twist on the Ganondorf as the hero theory.
1: That's that's a whole spin on the the series, I guess. Too, it would be a. That would be lore shattering. <laughs> <laughs> uh that that this actually just begs the question to me. I, I I find it interesting, myself included, why everyone wants a Ganondorf redemption, you know? Yeah. We just love the guy, I guess.
0: Like like we do. Like it's. I remember. This is kind of this is kind of off topic, but like I remember playing Super Mario RPG back when I was a lad, and in that game you could play as Bowser in your party. And I thought that that was just the best thing ever because it's this villain, but he's not your enemy this time. And like, you kind of, you kind of got to interact with him and and see like, you know what, maybe deep down, he's not such a bad guy after all. I know he keeps on kidnapping (laughs) Princess Peach, but you know he's not terrible. But, you know, it's just, it's the same kind of principle with Ganondorf where like, you have this character that you have been with for the last 20 years that you want to, you know, maybe you want to believe that it's not—he's not all evil—and that there's some good in him. I think that that's just like a lot of fans, like you know, trying to see the best in him. So I, I think that's why it's so yeah. popular. Like I, I think that that would just be a really cool redemption arc too, just because, or just an arc in general, just because it's such a one eighty from everything that we've seen before. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's like it, even the end of uh, Mario Odyssey. It's like, oh, shucks, Bowser. Like that's how people feel about Ganondorf. Where it's like he's. He's an alright guy. You get to play as him in Smash. <laughs> He's cool.
0: But yeah, so that's um, that's kind of the the coolest series that uh, that I that I picked out from the ones that you tweeted at me. And I think that we've got some pretty good stuff here. Um, I guess like like you said earlier, I don't want to get like super super <laughs> hyped up or have my expectations be unrealistic. But I do think that there is a really cool opportunity to make a really compelling villain for for the Legend of Zelda series in this game because I feel like since gearhe we haven't really had somebody that's been super memorable
1: uh, uh yeah No, I'm trying to think I mean it's there's been all right stuff uh Hilda is cool because but you don't you spend most of the game not knowing that so spoil spoilers everybody but uh I'm
0: I'm hoping that this can be like a, a really uh, like a new iconic character for the franchise or even like a new iconic version of the character for the franchise. Um, Cause I, I think that like, you know, the Ganondorf from, from Twilight princess, you know, that was a great ending to his character arc. So if you're going to bring him back, he needs to be different. He needs to be, he, he needs to be something new and something fresh. And uh, you know, a lot of these theories that people have been coming up with, you know, kind of, Kind of point in that direction, or they suggest that this is going to be a, a completely different Ganondorf than what we're used to. So you know, I, I hope that it's true, and I hope that uh, hope that we're not overhyping ourselves here.
1: Well, if I, if you had to like say like what do you think it is? I just want to let like let's lay it out there. What do you think he is? If you had to guess now, and like what what's he doing down there?
0: If I had to guess now, I think it's Ganondorf and i think that i think that it's going to be that the thing is ganondorf or that guy's ganondorf that his his corpse is somehow directly related to the calamity ganon appearing um and that calamity ganon can never truly be defeated until this corpse is you know gotten rid of and perhaps you know they need to go to a different world to truly accomplish that i i think that like I really do think that in order to differentiate this game, the sequel of Breath of the Wild from Breath of the Wild 1, they they're going to need to do something um, something drastic. And I, I really do think that that's going to be a dark world because that, that allows you to reuse a lot of the assets from Breath of the Wild, but in a completely different way. So the question is, how do you get to a story perspective where you need to go into a dark world or to a parallel universe? So... To me, it's like, you know, maybe this guy is the key between those two worlds. And, uh, you know, you've defeated Calamity Ganon in, in the light world, but as long as he exists in the dark world, he can never truly be defeated. And so that's where, you know, maybe this is the key um, to going back and forth and the key between, you know, between those two worlds. I, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to be the hero from 10,000 years ago. I think that would be really awesome if he was. Um, I I want to temper my expectations a little bit, but I, 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 I do think that like, I think that if it was, you know, kind of the, um, kind of the point between two worlds, I think that that would be pretty cool and, and kind of realistic because Zelda has always been a series about duality and, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it, you know, it's been a little while since we've used that, uh, that trick in the Zelda games since a link between worlds. So, Yeah that would be my guess right now but i mean who knows
1: yeah i'm i'm with you there where i think that that is probably ganondorf or something and it was tied to calamity ganon don't know about the redemption thing or if that's even going to be a big if if that's gonna again that ganondorf thing is going to be a character but i am for sure like that's got to be tied to the to the calamity i think I don't know. And the two worlds thing. That sounds good to me. So I'm with you.
0: We're going to see. And uh, we are going to see next week on the Champions cast uh, when we do our final show before the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. We're probably going to be taking a week off after next week because we are going to be in Chicago playing a bunch of Zelda games. But um, we're going to be back and we're just going to have a general Q&A episode because there's been so much happening the last couple weeks um, you know, we had a ton of thoughts pour in for this episode of, um, of Ganondorf Theories that we just wanted to answer any lingering questions about what we think about Breath of the Wild 2, um, any any loose ends about Cadence of Hyrule, what we can expect for Link's Awakening, which almost seems like a forgotten game at this point, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the biggest news was that trailer. But uh, yeah, I think by the time Link's Awakening rolls around, it's going to be, that's going to be back like, in a big way.
0: Yeah, and I I am absolutely stoked for that. Actually, I was eating dinner yesterday, and I saw a dude with a Triforce tattoo, and I was wearing my Zelda hat, and we uh, we started talking for a little bit. Uh-huh. So uh, we were talking about how how excited we were for Link's Awakening. So, um, yeah, we're going to be covering that. You can ask us any questions that you want. Tweet at me, at Spateri316. That's going to do it for us for this episode of the Champions Cast. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, You know, we, we, I hope that we didn't, uh, I hope that we didn't bundle it too bad with our, with our lores and theories, (laughs) you know, we're not, we're not the, the biggest lore guys, but I think that we had some pretty cool stuff put out there today. So hopefully, hopefully even some of it comes true.
1: My trick was to make no definitive statements (laughs) other than that's (laughs) Ganon. I cannot confirm
0: or deny. Oh yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's what we're all about here on (laughs) the Champions Cast. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you if you got a Zelda fan in your life, uh, that you know, a pal that's uh, huge into The Legend of Zelda and can't stop talking about Breath of the Wild 2, um, show them the Champions cast. Tell them to jump into our Discord over on zeldadungeon.net. Uh, link is on the front page there. The place has been absolutely insane since uh, E3, and it still hasn't died down. It's hopping, and there's tons of different uh, theories and suggestions going on. So if that is your cup of tea... Uh, you definitely want to be in our Discord. Uh, check out the Champions Cast on um, on Podbean, on iTunes. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, download, all of that good stuff. Share with a friend. That's going to do it for us uh, this for this week. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Spateri316. Gooey is at Fame, And Goo, thanks for doing the show with me, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And uh, we're out. The next time you hear Goo and I will probably be in Chicago.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) Later, guys.